Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, the easy money that lured Mary Hennig into petty crime has become a dangerous liability, not only to herself, but to Lois Lane, who befriended her, and to Jimmy Olsen as well. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, isn't eating a barrel of fun now that fresh fruits are coming into season? Why, you can dress up your breakfast dish of Kellogg's Pep into a hubba hubba affair. Like this week's Pep Dish of the Week, for example. There's a treat that's really in the groove. It's called a black raspberry ringer. And here's how it goes. You pour out your regular serving of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. On top, you know, around the edge of your bowl, make a wide ring of plump, juicy black raspberries. Add milk and sugar, and that's a black raspberry ringer. Why, it runs rings around anything you ever tasted. Of course, no matter how you dish it up, Kellogg's Pep is an appetite tickler from way back. It's golden toasted and crisp and loaded with sparkling sunshine flavor. You see, Pep is called the sunshine cereal, and it tastes so sunny and good that, well, you'll want to polish your bowl clean as a whistle. And a mighty smart idea that is, especially nowadays when the cereal grains are being sent to fellows and girls overseas. So, gang, when Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocers, make sure it's not wasted. If you pour your own Pep, pour it carefully and eat up every bit you pour out. That's all, gang, but it's important. Eat all your Pep. Don't waste it. Now, the adventures of Superman. When the Daily Planet accused Martin Higgins, a candidate for mayor of Metropolis, of being in league with criminals who encouraged juvenile delinquency... Higgins sued the paper for $1 million. Now the planet faces ruin because their evidence against the corrupt politician has been stolen. Clark Kent rightly suspected 15-year-old Mary Hennig, a new employee, as the thief. But while he searched for her, Lois Lane caught the young girl tough red-handed in the planet office after hours and in an ensuing fight was knocked out by her. When Jimmy Olsen arrived a short time later to call for Lois, he was attacked by two thugs who had been sent to help Mary and taken with Lois to a shabby tenement building. As we continue, it is the same night, and Kent, worried by Lois's and Jimmy's failure to keep an appointment, and unable to locate them, is at the planet offices with editor Perry White. In the deserted city room, Kent is questioning the night elevator operator. Listen. Say you brought Miss Lane up here about 8 o'clock, Mike. Uh, that's right, Mr. Kent. Uh-huh. And I brought young Jim Olsen up maybe a half or three quarters of an hour later. You're sure you didn't take them down again? I'm positive. I didn't take anybody down tonight. But you must have. Miss Lane and Jim aren't here. Just a moment, Chief. Was any other elevator in the building running after 8 o'clock, Mike? Uh, no, sir, just mine. I'm on duty from 7.30 to midnight. Then I go home, and the watchman takes over my car. Uh-huh. Something's crazy, Kent. If Mike's was the only elevator running and Lois and Jim didn't go down in it, how did they leave here? I suppose they could have used the stairs. No, they couldn't have used the stairs. The stair hall doors are locked at night. Then how did they get out? Hey, forget that for a minute, Chief. Take a look over here in Lois's office. Oh, what do you expect to find in Lois's office? You'll see for yourself. Now, wait till I put the light on. There. Notice anything, Chief? No. 
What's there to notice? The furniture is placed differently. It is? Sure. This small chair always stands by the window, and this armchair next to the desk. So what? Maybe the porter moved the stuff when he was cleaning. Oh. The porter doesn't get to this floor yet. So what? Then Lois moved the stuff herself. You know how women are. They're always changing things around. Look, the furniture was in its usual position at 6 o'clock this evening. And Lois came back after dinner to write a story, not to move furniture. She was in a hurry, too. She was to meet us in Inspector Henderson's office at 9. What are you driving at, Kent? Just this, Chief. I think something happened in this office tonight, and someone moved the furniture back afterwards to make it look as if nothing had happened. Only whoever it was didn't move it back to its right place. Huh? No, wait a minute, Kent. Hold it, Chief. I just noticed something else. Yeah? What? On the floor here behind the window drape. Look. This is interesting. What is it? Looks like a metal paperweight. And heavy, too. Hmm. I never saw that on Lois's desk before. Neither did I. And it would make a pretty weapon, don't you think so? It sure would. I'd hate to get hit with it. I think someone did get hit with it tonight. Now, who would get beamed with a paperweight here? Lois, and... maybe. Or Jim. What? Are you out of your mind? No, no, wait, Chief. Look, Mike. Yeah. Did you take anyone other than Miss Lane or Jim Olsen up here tonight? Uh, let me see now. Uh, uh, no. Uh, you see, Kent? Uh, wait, wait a minute. Come to think of it, uh, I did bring up somebody else. You did? It was when I first come on duty. Who was it, Mike? A young kid, a girl. A girl? Oh, you know who she was? Uh, her name was on her employee's pass, but I just remember what it was. Could it be Mary Hennig? Yeah, that's it. And I didn't take her down, either. Well, what's she doing up here after hours? What I think is that Lois came up here and found Mary snooping around. Maybe Mary had somebody else with her. Oh, forget it. Mike just told us he brought up no one else. Well, that's nothing. Someone may have come up the fire escape. Someone who works with Mary. Well, what are you talking about? Works with Mary on what? Look, Chief, whether you believe it or not, I still think Mary stole those Higgins letters. Well, if that's true, it would be pretty stupid for her to come back here to the scene of her crime. Not if she hid them here someplace because she was afraid to try to get out with them earlier today, during all the excitement that followed their disappearance. With no one here to watch her, it would be a cinch to pick them up and take them away. Well, that must make sense, I suppose. But why are you so dead certain Mary's the thief? For a number of reasons, all bound up by circumstantial evidence, which I pointed out to you before. Well, you don't want to hang a person on circumstantial evidence, do you? Particularly when all the things you mentioned may have been nothing more than coincidence. Coincidence? Oh, now look, it's no coincidence that Al Vincent, a man known to make thieves of kids for his own profit, was tipped off when his place was to be raided. And it's no coincidence that Vincent is Martin Higgins' partner. And that Mary Hennig, who was present when we planned the raid, was also present when you told Jim where to hide the Higgins letters. Well, I don't know. And when those letters disappeared a short while later, you could hardly call that a coincidence, could you? Mm, does seem peculiar, but uh. just the same confounded. I, I find it hard to believe that a nice kid like Mary Hennig could be hired to steal from us. Well, I'll prove it to you before long, Chief. Uh, we'll see. Now, what do you suppose happened to Lois and Jim? I hope you don't think that kid dragged them off someplace. That's exactly what I do think. What? Oh, she didn't do it alone. I'm sure she had help. But who? Why? Well, I don't know who exactly. Though I'm sure Higgins and Vincent are behind it. But the reason's fairly obvious. Lois and Jim must have been here when Mary arrived and caught her red-handed. Then, because they knew too much, they were taken away. Great Scott, if that's true... Then this is a job for Superman. No, we can't wait to contact Superman, Kent. We've got to get the police on this immediately. I'll get Henderson on the phone right away. Okay, Chief. Meanwhile, I'll do some snooping on my own. Uh, no, Kent, wait, wait. You'll, you'll get into trouble. Don't you worry about me. Just hope I'm not too late to keep Lois and Jim out of trouble. to change to Superman out of these clothes and fast because something tells me that this is the time for speed there we are now if only I can find Al Vincent I'm sure I can find Lois and Jim up up and away
feel, Miss Lane? Oh, as though a house had fallen on me, Jim. Where, where are we? It's too dark to see. It feels and smells like a damp cellar. In the slum somewhere, probably. Yeah, I guess so. Doesn't matter much, though. We're in a pretty bad spot any way you look at it. We certainly are. Thanks to that awful Mary Hennig. Oh, when I think of how she fooled me by acting like such a nice, unfortunate kid, I... Well, I could kick my pillow. Oh, you couldn't help it, Miss Lane. She did put on a swell act. Perfect. Two-timing little brat. Now, take it easy, Miss Lane. Being mad at Mary isn't going to get us out of this. Oh, I know. I'm afraid anything may happen now that we're in Al Vincent's hands. But oh, that man's poison, Jim. I don't think he'd stop it at anything. Oh, gee whiz, you don't think he'd... He'd really do anything... Oh, anything really serious to us, do you? Well, he didn't hesitate to have Tony Sloan thrown in the river, did he? Yeah, I know, but... Now that but... we know that Mary Hennig stole the Higgins letters for him, it hardly seems logical to expect that he'll just let us walk away from here, does it? No. No, I guess not. Oh, if I could just get my hands on Mary Hennig. When I think of how that little thief pulled oh, the wool over my eyes, I could just... Look, right now we got to concentrate on how to get out of here. Seems impossible, Jim. There's only one door, and that's plenty secure. That's right, but just the same. I... Quiet, Jim. What's the matter? Sounds like somebody unlocking the door. Right. But what puzzles me is why whoever it is seems so quiet and cautious about it. It does seem funny, doesn't it? Stand back, Jim. It's opening. Jeepers. Look who it is. Their eyes wide with surprise, Lois Lane and Jim Olsen stare at a figure which, dimly illuminated by the light of a lantern, stands framed in the open doorway. Who is it? We'll know in a moment, so stand by for the exciting climax of today's episode. Say, gang, when I say that Kellogg's Pep is as terrific a breakfast dish as you'd ever want to taste... I mean, it's terrific. Why, who could ask for more tender crispness, more sunny golden toasted flavor? You see, Pep is called the Sunshine Cereal, and it's loaded to the brim with sparkling sunshine flavor. Yes, sir, Kellogg's Pep sure is on the sunbeam when it comes to snappy eating. Looks good in your bowl, all delicate and gold golden. And does it taste good? Why, it's practically irresistible. And Pep is good for you. Sure, your mom knows that. Gives you solid whole wheat nourishment and more. To sum it all up, gang, Kellogg's Pep is a honey of a treat come breakfast time. You can hardly wait to pitch in and finish off every toasted spoonful in your bowl. And that's the thing to do, you know, because the cereal grains have been picked out to help give good nourishment to fellows and girls overseas. So you certainly don't want to waste cereal. Remember that when Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocers. Don't waste it. If you pour your own Pep, pour it carefully and polish off every bit you pour out. Always make sure to eat all your Pep. Don't waste it. Prisoners of Al Vincent in the basement room of an old tenement building in the metropolis slums, Lois Lane and Jim Olsen were discussing their seemingly hopeless predicament when suddenly the door of their prison was softly unlocked and cautiously opened. Well, jeepers, Miss Lane. Look who it is. <gasps> Why, it, it's Mary Hennig. What do you want now, you lying little... Please, Miss Lane, don't... I'm sorry, honest I am. Oh, I'll bet you are. I am, I am honest I... I couldn't help it. Oh, don't give me that stuff. It's true, so help me. Vincent made me do it. You'll have to make up a better story than that to get me to believe you again, Mary. I'll, I'll tell you everything, Miss Lane, but not now. 
There's no time if you want to get out of here. What? Don't talk. Just follow me. Are you kidding? You don't think we're going to fall for this gag, do you, Mary? This is no gag. What Honestly, do you I want to... us for? A couple of dopes? No, no, no. Listen. There's not much time. We're not buying any more of your lies, Mary Hennig. Now, get out of here. Oh, look. You, you've got to listen to me and do like I say. Now, you, you've got to trust me. Follow me before Vincent gets a chance to do what he... Hey, who's that talking down there? Oh, creep. Who's that? Steve. He's one of Vincent's trigger men. That you down there, Chicky? Chicky? Yeah, that's me. Oh, look, Miss Lane, maybe we better follow her, and Okay. It... You ain't talking. I'll come down and have a look for myself. Good heavens. What can we do? I, I don't know. I'm afraid it's too late to do anything. Now. Trembling fearfully in the dimly lit basement room... Mary Hennig looks wide-eyed toward the shadowed flight of stairs as Lois Lane and Jim Olsen stand by helplessly. What will happen? Was Mary Hennig a juvenile delinquent making an honest effort to go straight and escape with our friends from Al Vincent and his crooked politicians who kept her on the road to crime? Or was this just another trap? Tomorrow's episode is a real thriller, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station, and learn what happens to youthful lawbreakers. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. Say, how about being a pal to your dog like he is to you? Sure, do him a good turn. Treat him to Kellogg's Grow-Pup dog food. It beats all how many dogs give Grow-Pup the glad eye. It's so full of meaty flavor. And there are three different kinds to pick from. There's Grow-Pup ribbon, Grow-Pup meal, and Grow-Pup pellets. You can give your dog the kind he likes best because they all have what it takes to help keep him right on the beam. For lots of muscle, for strong bones and teeth, ask Mother to base your dog's diet on Kellogg's Grow-Pup every day. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.